Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. My name is Linda Vino, and I will be your host for today. The title of our devotion, Pagan Thinking, takes us to scripture found in Jeremiah 17, verse 9. J.I. Packer begins our devotion by noting that we tend to have too high opinion of ourselves. That, dear friends, is pagan thinking. The website Pagan 101 describes their belief system as coming from various traditions, a reverence for nature and the physical world, and a belief in non-authoritarian religion. They claim that a pagan's view of the world is a place of joy and life, not of sin and suffering. Further, that every person reveres the divine in their own way. In other words, as Packer stated, a too high opinion of ourselves and, I would add, of our wisdom and understanding. Pagan thinking is rudderless, a system of thinking that gives ownership of the divine to themselves. They become their own moral compass with a fluctuating needle. Does that idea sound familiar? Does your mind drift back to the story of Adam and Eve? You see, that was their desire, to know the difference between good, God, and evil, Satan. And what did they pick? They picked evil and Satan's lie, that by knowing this, they would be like God. Therefore, in the flesh, we are pagan in our thinking and in our hearts. On the flip side is the thought of Pascal, who was a 17th century French mathematician, physicist, inventor, writer, and Christian philosopher, who reminds us that there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but by God, the Creator, made known through Jesus Christ. This is just the opposite of the man-conceived philosophies that breeze through the world today and then are replaced by a stronger breeze of ideas tomorrow. The vacuum in our hearts was because our image, as created in the image of God, was laid over by the image of the deceiver. And our conscience bears witness to this. For example, when we run a red light, our first thought is probably, oh no, I'm running a red light. I did something wrong. I shouldn't have done that. But this thought is quickly replaced by another thought. Oh, nobody saw me. That wasn't that bad. No one got hurt. That's what our bad conscience tells us. However, if there was a police officer who noticed our transgression of the law, he would not agree with our assessment. He would speak to us and deliver our punishment, a ticket. Same offense, different perspective. We must ask ourselves, what is God's perspective of, as Packer calls it, our little peccadilloes? Is our moral compass stayed on north, God's moral stance? Or does it change depending on the situations and our own desires? As our guilty driver moves down the road, they probably don't see themselves as a bad person. But what was their reason behind running the red light? Were they late for an appointment? Was it that they didn't want to be bothered by stopping? Naive way of thinking is what Packer addresses when he says, We are convinced that, despite all of our little peccadilloes, such as drinking to excess, gambling, reckless driving, sexual laxity, shrewd practice in trading, 
dirty reading and viewing and what have you, we are thoroughly good people. We can think this way because we have no concept of the holiness of the Almighty God of heaven and earth. When John in the book of Revelation comes face to face with the living Christ, he fell at his feet as though dead. John realized the holiness of God in a new light as he viewed the living Christ clothed in brilliant light. Continuing his thought, Packer says that, not understanding the moral holiness of Almighty God, we imagine God as a magnified image of ourselves and assume that God shares our own complacency about ourselves. The thought of ourselves as creatures fallen from God's image, rebels against God's rule, guilty and unclean in God's sight, fit only for God's condemnation, never enters our hearts. But we are sinners, for Scripture tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the good news is that Scripture also says that just as sin entered the world through one man, Adam, through the one man, Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sin was granted to those who would believe. Now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Our lives need a reality check as to the holiness of God and our own sinfulness. And without this understanding of sin, Packer concludes, we miss our desperate need for grace. So what then must we do? Each of us must do as Adam and Eve did, choose. In Joshua's famous words to the people of Israel, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that is God's thinking. Let's pray. Lord God, help us to choose you over everything else. Help us to sit quietly in your presence, in your awe and reverence, God, and soak it all in, knowing that you are the God of the universe, Lord. Thank you for the care that you give us. Thank you for forgiving our sins and allowing us to walk in the freedom that comes from forgiveness. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.